he said. Ho! Chan Poe. Ho, ho, ho. Um, speaking of ho, 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 this is the Lori and Julia show, show, show. <laughs> and, uh, wow. Do, have we all recovered from watching The Grinch last night? Or? We've had like I lasted, 18 hours. I lasted 17 minutes. <laughs> I figured it was going to be a hate watch situation, and my... You, you, it, they delivered. It's, when there's an ad six minutes into right. the program, oh my gosh. I don't even think it was like hate worthy. It was just boring and it was so, uninteresting. It was so boring. It was boring. You're right. The songs weren't good. The, it was you boring. Know, it it just, was, ugh. here are the headlines. CNN. <laughs> no, USA Today. The Grinch musical, Bad Enough to Room Christmas. CNN <laughs> puts the humbug in the holidays. Um, <laughs> Fox, or this is MSNBC, the Grinch brings the grump and grind. Well, he, there were a lot of tweets last night about how he was sexually grinding. I mean, well, Rocco, so you're watching it with Bruno. Yeah, well, let me tell you how that went. Yeah. He started doing his math homework with his mom about three minutes Minutes into it. it. I fell asleep on the couch at some point. I mean, it was bad. It was bad. You know, it's our first theater we've all seen together since this started. And this, but Matthew Morrison has always been awkward. Remember when he taught the Glee kids how to twerk? Awkward. He was on our show. But as if that he would do that. And then he also, Julia, remember the sheep on Younger? Oh, that's a storyline. You're right. Oh, yeah. He's He's king of awkward. He's He's awkward. awkward. Mm-hmm. All right, he's and just... he was just not the right person. Mm. For oh, that. not at all. Because I kept looking at him and comparing him to Jim Carrey, right? Who was the recent Grinch that we all had the movie? I mean, we watched that movie a million times, and I'm like, well, here's what he told. He didn't um, have the good facial expressions. Or he anything. told Variety that his Grinch was inspired by Joaquin Phoenix's performance in The Joker. Stop. Who was not a good dancer, and that's what he got his inspiration from. And I thought that is. Means you had no inspiration, and that, that means, was the last movie you watched. And it means you were in the wrong genre. This is uh, this is this is a play Cindy, for children. Yeah, Cindy <laughs> Lou was darling. She was cute. Yeah, and I felt like nobody, you know, the people, the 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 Who's and Whoville were fine. You know, like the costumes were all right, the sets were cool, the songs just weren't. I mean, it's just if you're watching a musical, you want to have great songs. You do, and that Bingo. musical has one good song in it. You're and a I mean think the one. reason we like it is because Thurl Ravenscroft has an amazing low voice. Yeah, right, right. Right. One, Mr. But you know what? I feel bad because I went to the Wikipedia page. This show was born here in Minneapolis at the Children's Theater and written by a guy who went to St. Olaf. Really? really? Yes. You mean the one that we just watched on TV? Well, yes. It, it started, was a different iteration? It, it, it evolved since 1994 when it was you know done at the Children's Theater. It was but, probably good when it was done here in 1994. Yeah. And then it went from here to San Diego to Broadway, then on tour. And it played Madison Square Garden like two years ago and oh, uh, on TV last night. It's casting. I'm going to blame it on the casting because yeah. because the only one perfectly cast was Cindy Lou. Right, but I mean, the, Dennis the O'Hare barking everything. Was just, oh, that was unbelievable. That's all, like, nothing could have prepared that me for that. That was really, and it went on and on and on. Julia, like I said, I lasted 18 minutes. Uh, really, Lori, that's longer than me. And here's when I say it went on and on. Mm-hmm. I'm reading Ashes to Ashes, our author's from, local author from mm-hmm. next week. I'm watching it in the background. I turn up the value every once in a while, and I'm like, it's still on. It's still on. That's oh, yeah. how I watched that it. That had been the longest two hours anybody, if anybody <laughs> made it that long. It got very soft ratings. 
Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, here's the thing, and I will always go back to this, and Marco, Lori and I have talked about this. We really don't like watching plays on TV. Right. Gotta I mean, be which really one good. of all the ones, was Jesus Christ Superstar the best one? And that was I actually thought that was really kind of cool because it was... The stage wasn't like it was an open. It was outside. There was amazing people, and in it was it, beautiful and voices. John Legend I've was always, so good. I like that, and the music's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That'd probably be the one that jumps out. Sound of Music with Carrie Underwood wasn't horrible. Oh. <laughs> that was the first when they started to do these. Oh, but you was... know, you're right. It's like you know, we all, you know, Lori especially and I, we love going to concerts. We love right. going to First Ave. We love going to the X. But would we get? As excited to watch, you know, Bon Jovi on TV? No, yes. there's there's something about you would being right now. There. I mean, I would right, right now. Right I now, wish. yeah. But there's yeah. something about being there and clapping along it's and singing the along. It's stage and... TV productions of musicals that We've always never liked they them. just have a hard. They have to really remember. Grease was done a couple years ago. Oh. It's not our thing. Let's just put it out there. Because they keep trying to do it. Because it reminds me of growing up and having nothing else to watch sometimes. And we had to watch PBS's <laughs> Pirates of Panzea. <laughs> Masterpiece right. Theater, right. Right. But, you know, because they'd always do live plays. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, mom, can we please turn the one TV's channel to the two other ones? Right. But you, did you guys watch Hamilton and enjoy it? Because I did. I've never, I did not watch it, but I heard it was great. I went, I saw it at the Orpheum. We both yeah. saw it. But you didn't watch it on Disney Plus no. yet? No, nor it's would I. Great. It's good. Oh, my I heard gosh. it was great, Lori. Yeah, maybe, but I saw it in person. Why do I need to see it? Got it. Thank you. I've been, well, I saw it. I did both. But you yes. did both. Yes. But I and guess I like maybe it. you like People, it more I than do I like do. It. I love the music. My, I'm tainted from that show, scarred almost in a way because. You've used some interesting words already. Yeah, it was the Friday night of the, the long fair. weekend of the state fair, and I left the fair on a Friday night, which. I mean, unless I'm like going to and Europe the next morning. We ran out of there ran to get to Hamilton. To get to Hamilton, and um, I was, I I was so tired. I think, and then it was hotter than heck that yes, night, and cramped, cramped in my seat. And I just was like, I was just not. You were sweating. I, I, I didn't remember that. Be there. You didn't. No, I remember. Lori wanted to stay at the state fair and drink. I did. Yep, that yeah, sounded more fair. fun to me. Yeah. Especially, you know? yeah, in the summer, you don't want to rush, a, you know, But, I mean, it was and coming, and it was I was once excited, in a lifetime experience. We got to lucky go as, enough for to media. Get a media. It was night. wonderful. Yeah. It, I loved it. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. But you hadn't listened to the music for the I year and a half. I had listened like we, to yeah, enough of it, but blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, so I tried arts and crafts last night, which is not my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Michael's is like... Sold out of stuff. Yeah, well, the a lot of people have been are doing projects. For, there's really there's still great projects in there. Um, but I did a little paint by numbers thing, mm-hmm. kindergarten style. Mm-hmm. But it was still something kind of fun and different to do. Yeah, good. there's well, some there's some. But get the paint by numbers next. I have the big the one. oil painting. Oh yeah, I have it. Trust me. Uh, by I the thought way, my mom might like this, but she doesn't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it either. She's sticking to her puzzles. Yeah, good. And you don't want to do it. I can't even imagine. You You don't mm. like to even do puzzles. Oh, no. no. <laughs> Rocco, do you do puzzles? No, no not really. Not really. Oh. I do Sudoku um, and crossword puzzles. All right. Those that's, are, that's, yeah. that's something. Where I get home last night, and I'm like thinking, am I going to have to tiptoe? Because when I left Casey, he was swearing over HBO Max. Max. Right. And this is a week after Dale Carnegie. I mean, I love all the oh, yeah. iterations of Casey's jobs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, after he listened to How to Win Friends and Influence Business. 
That was last week. But yeah. So I get home and I'm like, oh, his son is there, you know. So I'm thinking, oh, HBO Max is probably. So they after they after his son left and everything, and Casey just said to me, "Don't touch the TV. We're in the middle of doing something for your damn HBO Max." Okay. So I'm like, um, "Okay, you know, I'll go upstairs." And anyway, he comes in. He says, "Well, I spent all afternoon <laughs> trying to figure out your damn HBO Max." He said, "I you're gonna have to watch." Episode two of The Flight Attendant on the iPad because I accidentally downloaded it. Now it won't stream. But Corey came over and figured it out in five minutes. So it's all on there. You got, he figured out. So I've got a, I, I you know, so it looked like if you want to play Apple or Netflix, you right. know. Oh, so he fixed it all. The boy, fi- the-, the boy figured it out. Casey was stuck. I have that one episode, but he said he worked on it for like three hours. Oh, and I think the big thing was like he didn't know what our Xfinity password was. You guys and your passwords. I don't. You have more problems with passwords. I know we're password deficient. People write them down. I know. And if you use like Google Chrome, right, it'll save all of them. It does. So you just have Lori to like doesn't, look at them. She's a, my wife's she's the same way. Does she forget them? My wife doesn't know any of her passwords. My mom has them all written down on a piece of you know. That's what I have. Paper. Mm-hmm. I'm like you, Rocco. I've figured out a way to, yeah, um, to be password efficient. protected yeah. and efficient. Because I need them. Because you can't do stuff at work here. You go, oh, well, I'll bring my password in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> does Laura use a computer here at all at the station? She yeah, does. Of we course. I'm proficient. I, every once in a while, I answer emails, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. We got to go. When we come back, someone we haven't talked to for a long time. Hang on a sec. Let me get mad at you. It's that time of the week. Time for... It's Matt Belanger. 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 Is that it? It's Matt Belanger. No. Belanger. Want to try again? It's Matt Belanger. Juliet, that's not even how you pronounce Bazinga. It's, it's Matt Belanger. Don't listen to them. It's Matt Belanger. It's Matt Belanger. 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 Is that any way to treat our Channel 5 Eyewitness News anchor? Get his name wrong? Man, Aww. it's been a long Lady, time. How I are know. You? It's been so long. It's so nice to be back with you today. Uh, how y'all doing? We're well, good. we're hanging in there. It is two weeks from today is Christmas Day. Is it Christmas yeah. Eve Day okay. and Hanukkah starts tonight. Tonight, Happy Hanukkah. Yes. So. Yeah, so we're all feeling good. You know, I just, um, one of my favorite feelings in the whole wide world is when that, when you just leave the dentist and your teeth are all squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just hurried up from my uh, cleaning. Uh, I go to Milk District Dental in Minneapolis. And uh, you know what? They are the biggest fans of you two. What? <laughs> oh, Mill City Dental? Yeah. Hi, so hi, I ladies and gentlemen. I give them a shout out. Oh, that's, that's so nice. funny because Lori. My crown just popped crown off my bottom just tooth. Just popped off. But I didn't swallow it and I have it and it just needs to be glued, <laughs> but I'm not going to glue it myself. Well, I'm sure Dr. Brian Peters would be happy to help <laughs> you with your dental emergency. Uh, shameless plug there for them, but they're great, and they're, they're big fans of you guys. Oh, oh that's nice. all the time to you, my talkers. So anyway, um, that out of the way here. Uh, well, by I, the way, uh, our yeah. signal, our transmitter tower is being fixed. There's been some kind of facacta business going on with people hearing us on the radio airwaves. Oh. Just FYI, it's will be fixed by tomorrow. So, 
Okay. Just yeah, see. we got to. It's like the Griswold's uh, Christmas lights. You know, we got to yeah. figure it out. We do. Just, Someone else plugged in. Right. <laughs> Check the extension cords. Right. Uh, so I wanted to give you the quick update on the vaccine. Please. I think it's what everybody wants to stay on top of. And yep. then I'll give you my spiel where we're at. And then okay. I'm happy to try to answer any questions you might have. All right, cool. But um, happening right now, the Food and Drug Administration is having this, what's amounting to a day-long hearing where a panel of experts are basically assessing the information Pfizer is presenting about its COVID-19 vaccine to determine if they can give it this emergency use authorization. And, you know, the UK has already approved it for use. Canada now has already approved the, the same vaccine and the same formula for use. And so it is widely expected that the FDA is yeah. going to approve this. It would be shocking if right, they decided right. for some reason not to approve it. So we're all just assuming this is going to happen. And that means the vaccine can start moving from Pfizer, I mean, immediately on the trucks, and then it can get to the airport and fly out to places all across the country as soon as tomorrow. Uh, within 24 hours, they promise it's going to be distributed wow. throughout the country. Well, I so mean, it's a good, that's fast. It's a crisis. I mean, it's like so many people are dying every hour, yeah. every day. We you had know? the worst day ever yesterday, yes. more than 3,000 deaths in one day. I mean, the numbers are so terrible every time we hear these mm-hmm. updates. And so this vaccine news is everyone's glimmer of hope, right? Yes, and for so sure. The, the story all along has been, if it's given the stamp of approval, uh, you know, there's this Operation Warp Speed, and it's going to roll out fast. Uh, uh, people across the country could be vaccinated as soon as, you know, next week or, or maybe even tomorrow, depending, is what we're hearing. And so, does Minnesota, so have we'll they see. already worked out who's getting it with the first, if, let's say it's 180? Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 86,000. Yeah, that's what the number is by the end of the month. Right. So yes, they they, have. They know. State officials this week in in extreme detail, I might add, I just want to be painfully transparent about this. They laid out who's first, and the the first of the first are healthcare industry workers, those people who work closest with COVID nineteen patients. Mm-hmm. Of course, that makes sense. And then up there, just right there with them, 
is uh, long-term care facilities, mm-hmm. both the workers and the residents. And so those will be the first in line. And the state's going to receive 186000 I believe the number is you just said there, uh, by the end of this month. And that's not even enough to cover everyone who's in that first wave. Uh, across the state, who's in that first um, okay. category of, of getting it first. You've got to remember that the vaccination process is going to take a while. And the state had said that it might not be in full swing for a couple months, maybe even six months. And so while people will start... Do we have a connection problem right now? <laughs> oh, can you not hear me? Or oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, no. Well, I am on my cell phone. I couldn't track down a landline. I usually use the phone landline at the gym to call in you, and I, you know, so I'm. You're so dedicated. I am, darn it. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, they're saying six months. It could be before it's, you know, reached the point to where it's everyone else who isn't of a priority somewhat. So uh, that's a reality check, too, for a lot of people. We're not going to be not wearing masks and, and not social distancing for. A while. And yeah. I think that's important for people to remember, too. Some people might be thinking, oh, there's a vaccine. We can go back to normal tomorrow. And, and, and that's just not going to be the case. Right. And it's a two step vaccination process, mm-hmm. like a shingles shot is. But it's a closer window of time, like a shingles. You do like your two shots within like like two to six months. No, of? this one is like yeah, three and I think weeks. this is one month, three one weeks month. or okay. one month, depending okay. on which one it is. All right. Real, real quick, the other thing is uh, a lot of people wondering about the restrictions in Minnesota and what's happening because right now yes. they're set to expire next Friday. Right. Uh, so the governor has indicated that he's going to address the state again regarding all of that on Monday. So I, I don't, lots of news probably going to happen Monday. I don't. I think the restrictions aren't going to be lifted, and just on a purely selfish personal note this will get me out of my dad trying to guilt trip me about not coming home for christmas <laughs> because so all of this ancient suffer so no Lori no i have to go to duluth for I know, christmas i think that the numbers they're going by all the math is by all the yeah. math and stuff that's they're going to go with the science but i'm just saying like yeah i kind of was trying to prepare my dad and he was like what are you talking about and i'm just like oh geez i think it's causing a lot of people to to rethink things and and the state leaders have hinted all along you know they said you know what's was in place at thanksgiving time is probably going to be in place for christmas you know folks let's Mm -hmm. just try to prepare for that possibility and we're all reinventing how we're going to celebrate the holiday you know kyle and i went to the store we've got like the world's smallest ham for the two of us, and right. uh, we're we're ready for our little uh, Christmas here at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, not going anywhere, so yeah, I, I think it, I think people are just kind of coming down to the basics again, and we're getting pretty good at it. We've been in this for a while, right? Right. Okay. So, um, so the governor will address what's going to happen Monday. Monday. All right. Oh, Monday afternoon, and I'll have that for you on, on Private Witness News. It'll be me doing the cut in there in the afternoon. All right. All right. Listen, it's nice to hear your voice, sweetie. Oh. Love you, ladies. We miss Thanks you. My All right. See ya. Thank Take you. Care. Bye. Ah, oh, that's such a cute song, and we are so delighted. We have oh. Layman Riley. Riley joining us and he and his cousin have uh paul dixon yeah they have these uh really wonderful books papa lemon and so layman you're finally on our show (laughs) 
Yeah, finally made it. Oh, my me. gosh. Layman, you know what um, finally got us off of our lazy butts and booking you was the great story that was in the Star Tribune a couple weeks ago about, you know, what you guys are trying to do with Papa Lemon and what the books are telling us about. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh, we, I've, we've we got to help you get the word out. So tell people oh, about Papa Lemon's, Papa Lemon's books mm-hmm. and how it came about and all of that. Well, Papa Lemon was my grandfather, and he was born in 1896. And when I was a kid, I always used to go visit his farm in Mississippi. He owned his own land, which was very rare back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had over 200 acres of land. He worked the railroad. And he was such a, a, a huge figure in that small town called West Mississippi. And everybody knew my grandfather. And when I would go visit him, it was just like... It was a magical experience because, I mean, racism didn't ex- didn't even exist when I was down there with him. You know, his black and white would just, you know, be calling him Lemon. Hey, Lemon, how you doing? So I thought my grandfather was a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's everybody so cute. loved him, and I was just like always going into the town with him. You know, to Miss Annie B's to get you know candy and pop and stuff like that. So I only had him for like uh, nine years. Then he passed away, but he left such an imprint in my life that mm-hmm. I wanted to honor him by teaching kids about America's diverse history. So in 1994, I believe it was, I started writing these stories and getting kids excited about history and learning about their own story. You know, my thing is when I go to classrooms, this is how I get kids to start writing is because I want them to talk about their grandfather mm-hmm. or grandmother and learn their story and start writing their own stories. But my grandfather, Papa Lemon, to me, he was such a great icon that I could not let that be the end of him. And I'm trying to let everybody know about my grandfather through his magical train that takes you back to visit Dr. King, Harriet Tubman, Abraham Lincoln's battle with depression, um, you know, so all these different stories and Babe Dietrichson. So it's, it's just, just a fun way to learn about history and using my grandfather's uh, to keep his legacy alive, uh, telling these stories. And in layman, I mean, they're they just Lori and I were looking through everything the little today. wanderers. They're yeah. so cute. It, how you know? So you have you know gone into schools and gone into different um, things where there have been organizations where mm-hmm. there have been young children and. And have mm-hmm. educated them about Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers, and you have eight different books in the series, presenting a multicultural perspective. You also bring in mental health, bullying, mm-hmm. um, great way to learn history through traveling yep. on the train and yeah. everything. How do people get your books now? Are they at um, libraries? Can, can we buy some them? Libraries, yes, there are some libraries. Uh, we are very limited in um, our editions right now because I was in uh, California. And they pretty much wiped me out with some orders at their school district there. So I only, at this time, I only have three titles to my collection because they just cleaned me out. <laughs> I have Dr. King. I have uh, Abraham Lincoln's Battle with Depression and uh, The Bullying, A Choice with Consequences. And those three books are so um, on time right now, you know, because yeah. of the depression. And when I wrote that book, it was in 96, and it was actually sort of, I worked with NAMI. Are you familiar yes, with NAMI? Yes, NAMI, National Organization of Mental, Mental Illness. Illness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Illness, yeah. 
they heard about me writing this book and they endorsed it. They thought this was a great way to get young kids to understand about depression, um, anxiety, self-cutting. Mm-hmm. And so this book is talking about how Abraham Lincoln struggled with his depression. And in the story, it's a little girl named Trish who is struggling with depression. And the little wanderers, the five friends, find out, and they learn how to be her friend and be her um pretty much her sponsor to help her through the way. Uh, the Little Wanderers are based off of my family members, Nikki. She's the leader of the group, and she's my oldest daughter. And Carlos is my son. Baby Buck is my nephew. Now, when those three were young, now they're like 35, yeah. 32 years old. <laughs> but when they were young, Baby Buck would always get the two of them in trouble because he always had plans to figure out and do different things to get the kids in trouble. So I always had to put him in this book because he would always get into mischief. So those are the three of my immediate family. And AJ was my best friend when I was growing up. And Kaya is based off of my great-grandmother who was African-American and Chippewa. But I made her Navajo in this story. Okay. And so... Um, do you have, because we put a link up to your website if people are interested in when buying, you, a book. buying a book or when we can have you yeah. speak to organizations or come into schools. That's how to contact you. But are some of the local bookstores selling Papa Lemon books? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure which stores are because the distribu- they get distributed yeah. through um, um, different avenues. Yeah. So okay. You go on our website, Amazon. Um, and you can pick them up that way, but okay. uh, yeah, we're like I said, we're just really the depression book and the bullying book is really taking off right now. When I, I wrote the bullying book, yeah, it was um, in 2016 before the election, and I was writing about uh, a little girl coming from Mexico, and when she came here, she was being bullied, and mm. right when um, Prince passed away, because. Sort of have a connection with Prince. My brother grew up with him, and he came to my house when I was a kid and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But he had passed away, and I wanted to incorporate Prince into my bullying book. And that's how the little girl learns English by listening to a Prince songs and stuff. Oh, and that's so cute. Forth. That's and really. And so the bully was named. Um, like I said, I named. I did this book before the election, but the bully name was Donnie and Bonnie. There were twins. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical and, and yeah so i mean and then it just played out in real life. i'm like oh my gosh and you know i, I didn't really think uh, how it would come out this way but that's how the little girl named um anna came about in the story and we learned how the um hispanic culture really made an impact in american history and you know, we all have a story to tell. Yeah, yeah I love I it. So if wanted... you're just joining us, we're talking with um, Layman Riley. He's the co-author of Papa Lemon's Little Wanderers. And I'm on your website. I'm trying to figure out how to buy them. But if you don't, just go to Amazon. It's Papa L- L-E-M-O-N-S. Um, and Lehman, you can figure it out. who illustrates these books? Because they're so <laughs> darling. Well, I had two different illustrators. My first illustrator was a local guy named Josh Wallace. That's the watercolor inversion. Mm-hmm. And I actually hired him at the very beginning when I started writing these stories. He came from the Art Institute, and we had a really great connection. And he really had a feel for the characters. 
And so he was my uh, first illustrator. My second illustrator, I got a, a young lady. She lives in India. And she's the one that does more of the computer type on the book. Right. Seven. And I think it was book eight and book one. And she did book six. Oh, book six was a very important book also because that's on heart disease. And the reason why I wrote that book, because my niece suffered a heart attack one week after she had her baby. What? And she had a coronary artery dissection. And not many people survived that. And she was only 30 years old, and she had that heart attack. And at the time, I was trying to write a story on Pavarotti. I wanted to do an opera book. I, I love your mind, Layman. Are you, are you working on a new book right now? Well, right now, I, uh, I finished a book on Dr. Richard Green, and he was the first African-American uh, superintendent and chancellor okay. of New York. Mm-hmm. And he started in North Minneapolis. And I'm talking in that book, I'm talking about how the Jewish community and the black community came together in the 40s and how it was in the North Side and how the Phyllis Wheatley played a big part in the community. Mm. And so this one is honoring, like, the music of uh, the Jewish composers and the the athletes of uh, the boxing of Phyllis Wheatley and how Dr. Green uh, transformed his life to be a great educator. And I thought, I met him only once, but in that one meeting I had with him, I mean, it seemed like he just stared right through me and that just penetrated me. And it wasn't even a really long conversation. It was just like, get to class. you know. Yeah. And, and just that moment, I I always thought he was a really important person in North Minneapolis. Like I said, he went on to New York to be chancellor of education. And when he passed away with um, asthma, uh, that's been about maybe 25 years ago, maybe 30. And it still resonated with me how he was, so I wanted to honor him. I love that. Um, I'm just waiting for illustration with that one. But right now my writing is sort of on hold. you know, I'm trying to, uh, you know, get back into the swing of it after uh, the passing of my daughter, and I'm just trying to. Yeah, Lehman, we're so back. sorry about your daughter. That's just terrible. Yeah, yeah it's, it was a, a shocking uh, time, and it's been six months, but I'm trying to get back into it, and uh, you know, so. Uh, well, you've yeah, helped. I mean, you've helped so many children, yeah. and I know that's your thing is let's do more for the children. And in your um, story with Neil St. Anthony, you said that, you know, you're hoping to connect with the children's literary organization and youth organizations in a partnership to get some sales. So we're just asking anyone who's listening, if you know anyone who can do either of those things, we'd appreciate it on behalf of Papa Lemon. You know, because these are no, really wonderful you. books wonderful. and wonderful stories. And um, you seem I, like it was it's our honor meeting you today. Lane. Yeah, I just nice feel so lame that we've <laughs> taken so long to get back in touch well, with you. You've asked us about grandfather, grandparents day. But I'm going to be honest. I yeah. think, you know, for us, this whole year, 2020, um, I mean, of course, for you, you've had the most terrible thing to lose your daughter and, um, yeah. you know, for for other people, I mean, it's been a real awakening of a year about our fragility, our health, 
with yeah. George Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I think that in a way, you know, it's kind of made Julian, I think that sometimes we need to use our time on the radio and giving a platform for other whereas, voices. Yeah, for yeah. other voices, whereas maybe before all of this, before 2020, we were kind of not so much thinking that way. So I guess yeah. that's it's made us a little less well, shallow. <laughs> well, my thing is I always would tell my business partner, you know, I think we really, and the kids that I meet with, we've got to understand who laid the path for us, that mm-hmm. gave us the opportunity to be where we are today. Our grandparents have done so much for us. And we need to learn how to honor them and go to the next step. You know, they wouldn't want us to stay stagnant and uh, just live off what they did. We have an opportunity, and I do believe we have uh, our challenges to uh, go to the next step. And with getting these kids into reading, I know a lot of kids are struggling uh, with reading. You know, I've worked with those third graders Mm -hmm. and fourth graders, and see that the, the the comparison of the uh, levels of kids who are struggling to the ones that are really excelling. I always meet the kids where they're at. Yeah. yeah. And don't the ones feel that they're behind uh, no less than the ones that are above, you know. So I always incorporate them and just get them excited about what they know and mm-hmm. where they can feel empowered and writing what they feel like is important to them. So, uh, well, Layman, we thank you. Know. We, we got to go. We're out of time, Layman. And people want to know, thank just you. Google Papa Lemon We put up a books. link. And we the link is link. on our Lori and Julia show yeah. page. What a treat. And Happy holidays. Go, to, go ahead. And go to PapaLemonEDU.com. That's okay. Yeah, that's, Thank you very much. Yeah, Thank we you. link that to our show page, and then this will replay at 6.30. And again, you know, if you've got any connections with youth organizations, children's literacy. literacy. Well, to get back to the shallow, I love Layman. I love those Papa Lemon books. They're so cute, you guys. But uh, let's get to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, our new We Are Just Loving. Obsessed. This show. Uh, Obsessed. It's better than any of the Housewives, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, the recap for last night would be Jen and Scalera Eyes, Grandpa Bleeper Mary, but heads, and Go Low. And then, um, yeah, I just love it. There's so much great. Um, Mary's eyes. She's the lady who's the head of the church who married her step grandfather, and Jen called her a grandpa bleeper. Yes, and she's yet to apologize, which was really low because yes, he's not so. her grandpa by blood. Yeah, I know. but when her the one gal who I can't, I can't think of what her name is. The eyebrow, you know, the two ladies who look like Lisa and Marsha, right? Marsha, they were on watch. They look alike. Yeah, they do. They totally look alike. But when she says in her confession that it's 100% not true that the group thinks Mary bleeps her grandpa, I burst out laughing because that was the first thing that we learned about the show. But I call her sclera eyes. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. You know, that's your eyeball, the white of your eye because she has... She can show the white above her eyes when she opens her eyes. Her name is Mary Crosby. Oh, my word. So the ones that look alike are Lisa and Meredith. And then you have Jen. Jen, who has the... Over the top. She's the drama. She's the wants to be the queen bee of the group. She's she's the married to the football coach. I am fascinated at how over the top dramatic she is. 
about everything. Like everything. when she called her f- football coach husband to tell him about the drama at the Met Gala Luncha, which but made I no sense. But I love how he coaches her. Oh, yeah. He treats her like she's a, she's fo- a player a on his football. football team. I love his coaching technique. Now, you remember, this isn't about you. It is. It's about your reaction. It's how do you I, control that? That's the only thing you can control. This is how he stayed married to her because I, I can you imagine She's a pain in the butt. calling your husband or your boyfriend or and your girlfriend you, or your wife and going into major detail over some of the stuff that the these house husbands on the housewives that they listen to. I mean, Casey would no more want to hear about a luncheon. Oh, please. Oh, you got a notepad with your name on it, and somebody said something. Maybe if there was some dishy stuff, that would be the only thing he'd want to know. Here, here, Rocco. Here's the thing about this show: okay. is that's different from the other housewives. They no. throw the Mormon Church into it, which is fascinating to me to learn the background. Is that and it for you? That's, that's it for yeah. me. The teachings and. Well, you're missing the whole bigger point. No, 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 I'm not. That's what you have to have a bigger point on. Yeah. I like learning. But you're not learning a damn thing. But Tell I, me one thing you've learned about okay. this, the SLS or S, okay. is that what they call it? LLS? Uh, Church you, of Latter-day Saints? Yes, yeah. yes. I, I, Lori, I just like the learned? religion part. Well, last night that marriage learned? is into eternity. Oh, you didn't know that? Well, least, you never watched that I, show, Big Love. No, I didn't. See, I learned so much. Okay, so what are you about learning? That? You're missing the big But point. I'm just really wondering how, when you say in all earnestness, I really do that think it's you fascinating love learning about the Mormon religion through the Real Housewives no. in Salt Lake City. Well, that isn't what I mean, Lori. This so show just let is me causing stop. a stir. Would in you that just town. stop for a second? Mm-hmm. You're getting me going. What I'm trying to say is, I find it more interesting than the basic things that happen in New York House. Okay, Beverly Hills, Atlanta. There's a different level here because there's the level of the Mormon church. It plays and it's also set in the gorgeous ski town of Park City, Utah, which I've loved my whole life. Yeah. Okay. So that stuff adds exciting things for me. Like even when they went skiing that second week it. or whatever. I love it. It was so fun. I love what they do. Some this snowboarded. Is, this is my yeah. show. Yeah. I look forward to this and want to watch it almost in real time, but wait for it to get caught up because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to do the commercials. But I think it's fun. It's really fun. If anyone, if you haven't watched it, and I love the lip game on these ladies. They keep getting what are bigger. They, oh, why do their eyebrows all look like they're hairless but painted on with the individual? What is because that? Because I think... What is that called? It's called it's the brow like, thing. It's the browscape. What is that thing when you get tattooed eyebrows? Is that it's what it is? Eyebrows. Jen has tattooed eyebrows, and I'm just fascinated with them because um, oh, yeah. they look so shiny and unnatural. It adds to the whole mannequin effect. Okay, they're called... Microblading? Are, yes, yes, it's microblading. I had to look it up. I'm not yeah. Thank you. Everyone is doing microblading. It, it's, it's, it's not always easy to pull off. It just depends. But, but the thing that gets me more and more and about I the housewife is their lips. Oh, yeah, but do you think Mary's wig was going to blow last night off of her head? She wears all this Gucci, and then she's got the cheapest-looking hair. I don't understand. And a mustache. She has a visible mustache, (laughs) and I'm wondering about that. If no one has told her, maybe now... You know, she's seen herself on camera. They're so outrageous, but what I think is outrageous is wearing stilettos and snow. I think that, to me, it just some of the outrageousness See, now we're getting to the... To re- the oh, and Julia, then, I'm le- I love no, it for I the Sunday mean, school no, I, It isn't the Sunday school. I just like the different element because it just gives a backstory that we don't get in these other housewives. Got it. They're just all about them. This is, adds a little something else. Yeah, and it's kind of touching. I really like that the blonde with the high voice, the youngest. Yeah. 
Um, I Crystal like, or whatever. Yeah, uh, Whitney. 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 I, I like her, and I, it's kind of touching, you know, her rock and roll hairdresser dad, you know, bringing him to the sober house. You know, just, we haven't you, really seen that. No, I, I yeah. don't know why. This show is it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun, and the women are out. I can't Landish. get enough of Mary's Scalera bulging eyes. And her horrible, never... her horrible wardrobe. I think it's the most horrible thing I've ever seen in my 